Mrs. Steen to live the dream and today we're talking about the fact of a lot of us have purpose calling and we don't know where that is. We lost it when we were a child. We used to dance, we used to sing, we used to do all of the things that we were passionate about when we lost it, when we became an adult and started adulting. But there's still that gnawing in our gut, a gnawing in our spirit, that gnawing desire because our mind is telling us we can't stay here, but we don't know how to get out. I'm that person that's going to help you from the gestation to help you birthing that thing that is your purpose through mindset, emotional, social, physical, spiritual, and financial help in order to lead you into the walk of the fullness of achieving what you are called to do. This is Taj McCameron. Catch you now. Every day it takes courage to continue to walk as a creative artist, influencer, musician, actor, or whatever your jack of all trades is. Because it takes mental stability to walk in persistence. It takes emotional clarity to walk in persistence. It takes physical endurance to walk in persistence. It takes spiritual and inner centering in order to walk in persistence. It takes financial balance and harmony in order to walk in persistence. It takes social skills and charisma to walk in persistence. And in order to keep all of these things in order, it takes to have self-esteem to live this dream out. And some of us, we're running on fumes. So I'm Taj McCameron, and I'm gonna show you how to take those fumes that you have left and use them to create steam to live the dream. See you in the podcast. Come see what we're talking about. This is Taj McCameron from Steam to Live the Dream. And I kind of ended on this note in the last broadcast, but let's just dig deeper into this. What would your life look like if you had no restrictions? Have you ever thought about that? What would life look like if you had no restrictions? You opened up your bank account tomorrow and it had, I'm going to just throw this amount out here, $99 million in it, or maybe $99 billion in it. What would you do? 
aside from making sure that it was your account before you started spending the money. What would you do if you had no limits? There was no limits of travel, there was no limits of where you could go, there was no money limits. Because most of the time, let's let's just be honest, when you think of no limits, most people, they only think of if they had no financial limits because of the fact that our society runs on money. So if we have no financial limit, then we can't be hindered in anything that we do. The more money you have, the more that you have solvency (laughs) to get what you need to get done. No holds bar, no stops. You can do and experience a life from top to bottom. I remember years ago, I saw this and I thought it was the most arrogant thing I've ever seen anybody ever do. I was watching one of those TV shows, Lifestyles of Rich and Famous. Actually, it wasn't Lifestyles of Rich and Famous. It was um, the MTV version, which was uh, Fabulous Life of the Rich and Famous. (laughs) And I'll never forget this. It ticked me off to no end when I first saw it. They had a tea bag. A tea bag. Let me repeat that. It was a tea bag. To this day, it still bothers me every time I think about it. I still remember it. It was a $14,000 tea bag. And I could not for the life of me understand why anybody with common sense would want to spend $14,000 on one single tea bag. it was full of diamonds and gold flakes that's it that's where all the money was going on that and I was saying to myself why (laughs) but think about it if you have no financial restrictions you would buy something like that because you had just because you could and this is the thing that you see a lot of rich people do. They will do that kind of stuff and spend their money lavishly for no apparent reason. But what would you do? Let's just be real. If you have that kind of money, that $99 billion dollars, actually do with it a lot of people wants to say oh I would be a very very secure person I would feed the homeless and the hungry and I do all of this because they want to be politically correct some people let's be honest <laughs> some will run out and go to the Gucci store Buy up all the clothes, buy up, go to the diamond store, buy up all the diamonds, buy up all the jewelry just so that they can look the part. But you want to know something? If you go to any rich person out there right now, 
I guarantee you go to any rich person. I'm talking about rich, 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 rich. Rich person? Look at your Mark Zuckerberg. Look at your Bill Gates. Look at your all of these people that are wealthy people. None of them dress like they're worth a million dollars. None of them dress like they're worth a billion dollars. They're trillionaires. And they walk around dressed in t-shirts and jeans, casual slacks, and a t-shirt. If they gotta wear a suit to go to a business event, they will. But they ain't out here stunting with diamonds around their neck, gold teeth, and all of that. No. I'm actually going off my point, but... When you have no restrictions, sometimes you just go off. But I said that to make the point of saying, if you have no restrictions, you still want to act accordingly, act wisely, act wisely with your money, budget, line up stuff, figure out how you can be a resource to people and how you can bless people in a positive manner instead of sitting up there and using your money fruitlessly. There are people to this day, they win lottery wins for millions upon millions of dollars. I think there was one that it almost went to a 1.5 billion dollars because Nobody had won the amount. But the fact of the matter is, there are people that win those amounts of money and they don't know what to do with it. There are people that win those amounts of money and within five years, they are either broke, in jail, or dead because they got hooked on drugs their family members got a hold of them and started siphoning that money away from them or they just came at them wrong see the biggest thing I remember I was listening to Alicia Keys and a couple different artists when they were talking about their transition period going from being the regular girl the uh, lived in the ghetto to now being the musician who's on red carpets going to the Grammys and there's a transitionary period I've heard a lot of artists say this where a lot of people believe that when these artists you start seeing them on television and they are out there like oh wow they're living the life they're performing their song is the number one hit song they're on the cover of essence and vogue and all of this that and the other when they are first 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 coming up no if they smart they're not gonna run out and buy the 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 luxury apartment immediately because some they run out and they take the advance especially during the earlier times 10 20 years ago they'd get 20 million dollars for a signing bonus and these fools will run out here and buy a house with it and even to this day i hear 
musicians say that the dumbest thing that you can do is run out and start spending that money buying you houses and cars and this that and the other but and they do not realize that the executives that run these companies want them to do that please go do that do that to the fullest of your extent because you know what that means you are indebted to these companies and they own you your money your masters your career until they decide to throw you away and most people don't know that and most people coming in trying to get signed by these labels do not know that how do I know that I remember this was a person I'll never forget this I was on a business call I'll say it was about seven to eight years ago and gentleman was talking and he was talking about how he was a corporate uh, he worked for corporate companies he would call, they would bring him in to uh, scale them so the company's making $5,000 per quarter on whatever he would turn that $5,000 into $50,000 so that and uh, give them a base revenue that if they continue to operate with the strategy in which he gave them, they would be at a half a million by two, three years. Yes, great, fine. He had this knowledge, but he decided that he wanted to take that knowledge and go into the music industry because he was a singer and he wanted to create songs that inspired the youth fathers fathers with daughters so on and so forth and he created his music he pitched it to some of the labels and him and the guys were have the, the, the actual label people were having a conversation and one of them he just straightly was honest with him and said to him we can't use you because you know too much that in your head for a moment he was too aware of how to operate scale and make money for himself within the company that they were too afraid to risk it because they knew that he knew too much that they would not be able to make any money off of him and if he tells them tell any label that information they're all going to say the same thing. No, you're too much for risk because we can't make money off of you. Which goes to show you the majority of artists are putting themselves into positions that they are only meant to be used as a product that can be disposed of when the company feels that they're good and ready to do whatever they feel like it that's how artists are able to be put on the shelf for periods of time albums never come out and sometimes the artist's music never gets to come out aka what we saw happen with jojo for several years and she was able to get her career back (laughs) 
you have to be able to know what it is that you're doing in order for you to be able to maneuver on your end but it says to the other people it may not be all that lucrative to them it can be dangerous to them and what they're trying to do they're trying to build at this particular point in time because of the fact that much knowledge in what it is that you're doing that they can't make money off of you. So what does all this have to do with what can you do if you have no restrictions? Everything. Because if you have no restrictions to yourself, let's say you got the knowledge, you have the understanding, you've got the wisdom, you've got the know-how, you've got the money. What wouldn't you be able to do? What couldn't you do with the knowledge and know-how that you had in order to build out something that was lucrative for what it was that you're trying to build for you, your household, your family, your lineage, so on and so forth? What would you be able to do? Think about that. How would you start if you got the wisdom, the know-how? Create that list. I said this previously. Start with the end in mind. What would your life and career look like if you had one of your favorite celebrities amounts of money. Now, a lot of people would sit up there and say they they mirror their careers after what that particular celebrity looked like. Don't do that. What would you do? Because it's your life, you're going to have to live it, and I guarantee you the things that that person went through, you're not willing to go through in order to get gain and retain retrieve an experience what it is that you're desiring to do and build who would you hire how many would you hire how much would you pay the people that you would hire what would your work ethic and etiquette be in that type of situation create a list of what you would want that lifestyle to look like Create a job for what you are most passionate about. I spoke about this in a previous uh, podcast where I spoke of what once you put all the things that you know how to do. I remember um, in one of the courses that I created, I used the example of a wedding planner. Because a person that is talented in five or seven different things, they can, just like a production assistant, can work in these multiple different areas. 
create the job that you're most passionate about. Why? I was listening to um, a young woman who's a minister that I follow, and she made the point of saying this, that she made herself so inexpendable that she did everything that she was asked to do from end to end. she, she, She wore herself out being the uh, assistant to everybody doing this uh, she knew how to do each and every level of the work that she was doing that she was so inexpendable at the, the, the position that she was in she had such a level of excellence about her and she was she truly at the end of the day nine times out of ten ended up so exhausted by the time she finished because she was just so she worked so hard in every area that she worked in that she wore herself down and burnt herself out several times over but she created a place for herself that no one else could do what she did create the job that you're passionate about she was doing that for other people there I remember hearing a story from my coach about a woman who was working in this company and she was doing the same thing she did all of the positions did all of this work for several different positions that she didn't have to do the work for but she created a position for herself and what ended up happening is when the company started to go bankrupt they didn't know who they could go to to take over the position that the head honcho was needed so what she did was she separated herself from the company started a new company and all of the employees because they knew her and worked so well with her at that company when the company went started to go belly up they all came underneath of her in a matter of months And she was able to provide a business that she was supposed she was able to build out a business from that. Maybe you're going back into your job. You need to create a position for yourself. Look at the missing pieces and components of the job that you're working on. How can you use your creative skills and abilities to assist in those positions? How can you take the talents that you already have to improve and make changes and pivot within the job that you are doing? Because there are a lot of people in the past 18 to 20 months that have come to an understanding of themselves in ways that they had never known by sitting still for these past 18 months, they've been connected with their creative side. And some of them developed their own businesses. Some of them developed hobbies that they had not connected with themselves before. And going back into these jobs, they are feeling lost. But if you can find the place within the job that you're already doing to do that same creative element until you're able to 
branch out on your own, do it. Create that life within your passion and your purpose inside of the job that you already have until you're able to do something different. Create, innovate, and work within the position you already have. Which will, in itself, create its own opening. It's a scripture in the Bible that I hear and have heard several times over. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the cult. Meaning, you already have the talents, the skills, and the abilities. You just have to identify what those are, cultivate them, and with direction, mentoring, you can actually develop those things into careers, career paths, and streams of income that you can start to make sleep money. And what? You would have no restrictions. Freedom. Create your own opening. Make the calls. If there's something that you could see that you could do, go make the calls. Ask the people, can I uh, spotlight you or uh, shadow you at your company? Get understanding about the job. Gain understanding about the position. Look at documentaries on the position. Do you, would you be willing to do those types of things? Look at the job write-ups for the positions that are in alignment with the position that you want. Look at the salaries that those people make. Can you create your own opportunity? What does that look like for you from the place that you are and how you would implement that in your everyday job if you want to implement it in your everyday job until as you create your own. Some people will work a job that is similar learn all they can on the actual job in in-job trainings, leave the job, and then go and create their own company or job once they separate. This is why a lot of companies have the um, clause in their contract that the people cannot, um, a non-compete clause that once they leave the company, they have to wait two to five years to create a competing company that um, has the same services. How can you become your own boss? How can you take your skills and become a freelancer in whatever it is you do? For me, it's podcasting. It's an opportunity to open up doors for myself in multiple different arenas by using my voice. I could later open up opportunities for speaking gigs and experiences that um, could open up hosting and talk shows for me later on in my life.
once you know what it is, sit down, write down the figures. And then if you took the, the, the step I said in the previous broadcast about creating that circumference map, put the financial figures of what each of those positions can make. Make those your target amounts to make in your own business and figure out how you would make those amounts in your own business. Make the effort. Take the time. You never know what you will discover in just taking the time to make the effort to do these things. you. This is Taj Cameron from the Steam to Live the Dream. Until next time, love, faith, peace, and blessings. Bye-bye. Hello, this is Taj McCameron, and I'd like to discuss tonight about something that has become close to my heart. Kingdom, creative, connective, collective. This is my new community. In it, we are offering you the opportunity to come into a community where you will learn, you will grow, you will find support, you will find content, you will find encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment, and it'll be a safe space for you to express your feelings and get the intellectual understanding of things that you may not understand about the very industries that you're desiring to go into. How so? A lot of people look at the industries, whether it be fashion, whether it be music, entertainment, acting, dancing, singing, whatever it is. They all have a viewpoint of what it looks like. Oh, it looks like it's fun. Oh, it looks like it's what have you. Then there's also the fact of some understand that it is hard work, but there's another side to it. It's that third wall. It's the fact of the matter that it's more than just being hard work. It's the fact that you're going into a space, a place, and an experience that you don't have understanding of. It's understanding the fact that you're going into an uncharted territory and the people there know better how to operate it than you do. And the fact of the matter is it's like you're going into a den of wolves. 
it's like you're seeing a bunch of wolves in sheep's clothing. There are people in those industries that will smile in your face and eat you up in the next second. You need to know how, which way to go, and where. And this is my heart. Several years ago, I saw a video on YouTube about a young woman. She was vlogging about having had been in the industry and how she went in with the best intentions in the world to get and to help other people. She was going to be a model, a role model, and do all of these types of things. She got in there and somebody caught her up. They promised her the world and led her into a lifestyle that she was not appreciative of. And it took her some time to get out and she was in the middle of her healing process. But I saw this woman crying her eyes out and I said, to myself, if I ever had the opportunity, how could I help somebody else? The creative kingdom, creative, connective, collective is that opportunity. It's the opportunity to bring people together, get them focused on what it is that is the real importance of what you're trying to do how you're trying to do it knowing what that purpose is sticking to that purpose and not swaying on your ethical and moral boundaries when you start to see change in your life understanding that you have to remain aware of your parameters at all times understanding that what it is that you're walking into is uncharted territory and you have to have people around you that are going to protect you some of the most influential entertainers you see in those industries if you ever really closely listen to their stories what is the first thing they already always say I had a team of people I had my mom I had my dad I had family members that were supporting me I had a team of people of friends close friends, boyfriend, whatever it was, but they had people around them that were watching their back while they were growing. And the reason they were able to be successful is they had those people to be the jumping board. You listen to people like Alicia Keys, where she said that she was uh, in a relationship with somebody and they went in together. And between that relationship, I think, her mother and I think it was a, a uncle or cousin all three of them together protected her when she was going in and then the people that were in there that she came across that mentored her or walked with her kept her on the straight and narrow and that's why she's still able to be in the industry the way she is because she had the walls of the people that were protecting her you can't just go in there blind with no protection you will get run over know 
what it is. Understand the way that it works, ins and outs. Most people don't know the simple things. The fact that you sign a contract, you owe that money back to the company. And every time you sit up there and you pay for a lavish dinner and pay for a lavish this and pay for a lavish that, that's coming out of the money that they gave you. Even if they're going to dinner with you, they're they're using your credit card that they put money on in order to pay for that dinner, not their credit card. They're using your money every time you go out. You want to go in a limo? You want to do? They're using your money that you're borrowing from the company to pay for that, and then you owe that money back to them. There's so many little tips and twisted tricks uh the v8 summit before they had the v8 summit this year last year when they were setting up to do the v8 summit there were some little uh contractual agreements in the contract that were uh stipulations that could mess up a performer if they were unable to perform the shows in the case that The V8 Summit was canceled due to what's going on in our society. You have to be able to read between the lines. and You have to have people around you that are going to protect you. Know what, where, and how you can operate in these places. That's what the the kingdom, creative, connective, collective is. It's a place that you will learn, that you'll be able to talk about these things, ask questions. You'll be able to uh, work together. And we're also in the process right now of uh, working on Clubhouse. I've had the opportunity to be in Clubhouse rooms with people that are in these industries and listen to conversations where I learn even more of this stuff. What I plan to do is connect to those groups. And it's like, It's going to be a place that you will be able to learn and to grow. That's what the kingdom, creative, connective, collective is all about. It's a safe place for you to learn. And we hope to grow it to a point that it's not only the safe place for you to learn, but a creative community that you will be able to find collaborate and connect with the people that you will walk into these industries with and they will become your safety net and your safety circle so that when you go in you're not going in alone that's my point for this so if you want to join the kingdom creative connective collective find us on facebook search out the facebook group and under Steam to Live the Dream, the Facebook page, I believe, there is a group for the kingdom, creative, connective, collective. Stay on top of the articles. But we're currently right now working on the website membership and having a containment area for you guys to actually communicate and hang out. If you're interested, come join us. As the kingdom, creative, connective, collective. Until then, see you soon.
this is Steam to Live the Dream, and I wanted to take this time to help anybody that may be struggling in this time and in this season. You've decided that you have an idea, you have a thought, you have something that you're ready and willing to want to get out in this season, and you need just a little bit of help to get it out there. Come reach out to me because I now have a podcasting course available that is going to help you, show you, lead you in the right direction into how to set up everything that you will need to know for setting up a podcast in this season in order to create a revenue stream that can make you money from years to come. Tap into me. This is Steam to Live the Dream. Bye-bye.